the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. If you have your Bibles with you on this morning, Kettering, and you should, I want to invite your attention to 1 Kings chapter 18. I'm going to begin our reading in verse 20. um, The word of the Lord read like this. So Ahab sent for all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him, not a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left the prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450. Therefore, let them give us two bulls and let them choose one bull for themselves, cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. Then you call on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. So all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. So Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one bull for yourselves and prepare it first. For you are many. And call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. And so they took the bull which was given them and they prepared it. And they called on the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice. No one answered. Then they leaped on the altar which they had made. And so it was at noon, Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is meditating or he is busy. Or he is on a journey or perhaps... He is sleeping, and you must awaken him. So they cried aloud, and they cut themselves, as was the custom, with knives and lances until the blood gushed out on them. And when midday was past, they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice, no one answered, no one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near me. So all the people came near him, and he prepared the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, 
uh, whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. Then with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench all around the altar, large enough to hold two seeds of seed. And he put uh, the wood on order and cut the bull into pieces and laid it on the wood and said, fill your water pots with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice on the wood. And they said to them, now do it again, second time. And they did it a second time. And he said to them, do it a third time. And they did it a third time. So the water ran all around the altar, and he uh, also filled the trenches with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and it licked up all the water that was in the trench Now when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, Lord, they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, now seize the prophets of Baal and do not let them escape. And so they seized them and Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon and they executed them there. Pray with me this morning. Father in heaven, honor your word in this place. Help me, God, that I might declare it clearly in a way that transforms someone's life. Someone this morning is haltering between two opinions. It's time for them to answer the question, who is God in their life? Father, draw them out of darkness and into the light that they might surrender their lives to you, that you might be their God. I'm praying, eternal God, that you would draw those who've even drifted in fellowship back to you. That they, Lord God, might rejoice in the God of their salvation and that they might experience the joy that they once had. Spirit of the living God, bless now these your awaiting people who are here in present and viewing via live stream. Let your word go out and accomplish what you established and, and intended it to do. Save the lost, reclaim the drifter, edify the body. But Father, above and beyond everything else that is done and said, glorify yourself. For you alone are worthy of it all. Now, God, I yield as a vessel in your hand. Accomplish your will through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Katerine, we've been on a journey preaching through a series of messages entitled Church on Fire. We started in Isaiah chapter 43, and we spoke there from the idea there's hope in the fire. We move from Isaiah to Acts chapter 2. We preach there from the subject matter, tongues of fire. And from Isaiah, we move to Daniel, Daniel chapter 3, and spoke there from the idea of boomerang fires. And last week, we were in Revelation chapter 20, 
And we spoke from the idea, choices, heaven's glory, or the lake of fire. We saw that there were those who thirsted for death, and all the manifestation of their actions identified them as those who thirsted for death. In fact, even their names were not found in the Lamb's Book of Life, which let us know that they were looking and searching and thirsting for death, for they never found life because they were looking for it. But then there was another group in the text who were thirsting for life. If you're thirsting for life, then your choice is heaven's glory. But if you're thirsting for death, then your eternal destination is going to be the lake of fire where hell will be burnt up in, where the demons will be burnt up in, where Satan himself will be thrown into. And as the text we read on last week, let us know that those whose names are not found written in the Lamb's book of life, because they had no thirst for life, will also be cast into that lake of fire, where they will be tormented forever and ever. This story that I read in your hearing, the prophet Elijah has caused the rain to cease. There's been a famine in the land because of the wickedness of God's people. There's been a famine in the land, and because there's a king who thinks he's a god, there's been a famine in the land, and for the last three years, it hadn't rained. Can you imagine not having rain, and the first rain you get is raining fire coming down from God? God tells Elijah, Elijah, go and present yourself to King Ahab. As we're approaching now, the time that I'm going to cause the rain to happen, but, it, but not yet, Elijah. But I need you to go to present yourself to him that the opportunity and occasion might be presented that they might find out who really is God. So Elijah goes, and there's a whole series of events that happened before that. But as I read through this story, I believe that the church of today is in a similar place as Israel was at the time of this text. Israel at this particular time was at a place in their history where they were comfortable Worshipping Baal in conjunction with and as an alternative to the Lord God Almighty. They were not only comfortable with worshipping Baal, but also other idols in conjunction with and in substitution of the Lord God himself. Pastor, what do you mean? How you figure we in that place right now? Well, I'm going to explain it. So the church of today has taken on the attitude, just as they had in Israel, if the Lord doesn't come through the way I want him to, then I'll turn to my other gods and call on them to come through for me. And so for Israel, when they talked to God or when they prayed to God and God didn't answer soon enough, quick enough, when they wanted him to, well, maybe the Lord is busy and so I'm going to go to Baal and they will worship Baal and they would turn to the other gods or other idols and they would pull them out of their pocket or they would go to them on the wall in their houses and, and they would worship their other idols and, and they would consume themselves with their confidence and their faith being in the idea that this other God is going to accomplish for me what the Lord God Almighty said he would do. Pastor, that don't happen today. Yes, it does. 
It happens when God doesn't come through and instead of you waiting on him to provide, you go get a loan from the bank or a payday loan. It happens when God doesn't come through and God doesn't move in the way that you want him to. And so then you connect with either someone who has power or you utilize your own power. It happens when we're in this place where we've been crying out to God and, and well, it doesn't seem like, you know, that, that Jesus guy, he's just not, he's not the God of today. Well, what you really need to do is you need to light some candles and meditate and call on some other entity and trust some other entity to come and take care of your need to quiet your spirit. We need to be more spiritual. And this whole defiled mentality has crept this way into the church and so instead of us turning to the living God we instead turn to our medical marijuana and swear by it oh yeah you need some of it they're trying to encourage you to take it oh yeah yeah this stuff works marijuana been doing the same thing for years it's doing the same thing now that it was doing when you was a teenager it's getting you high Pastor, I don't do that medical marijuana, but I might, I might do some, some helpful Hennessy. Because it's helpful. That Hennessy is helpful, Pastor. It just, it, it quiets me. It brings me down. Some whimsical wine, Pastor. I don't drink that hard stuff, but some whimsical wine. It, it just can't, it's nothing like some wine at the end of the day. Just pour me a big old goblet of red wine because God can't calm me down. You know, we got all kind of stuff nowadays that calms us down. Things that do what God cannot do. Or when God doesn't do it fast enough, we turn to these other idols and expect them to do what God said he would do. We're in the same place as Israel. And many today are acting as if they have dual citizenship. I've got citizenship in heaven and I've got citizenship in Baal. I've got dual worship abilities. I can worship God on Sunday and wave my hands with the pastor in the choir and, and do all that kind of thing. But then when the, when, the, when the lights go down and the doors are shut, then I can go and worship my other God. There are no dual citizens of heaven. Either you're a child of the king or you're not. You don't get to be a child of, of God and a child of the devil at the same time. It's, it's impossible. However, the question still looms, <laughs> who is God? I want to talk for a little while on this morning from the idea when the fire falls. Because when the fire falls, you'll know who God is. As we delve into this text, when the fire falls, we see Elijah here challenge the people to answer. Elijah challenges them to answer. Elijah says to them, how long are you going to halter? How long are you going to waver between two opinions? How long are you going to have, you know, time over here and time over there? When are you going to make up your mind who is your God? It's right here in the text. Verse 20, I believe it is. Somewhere right after 2021. 20, Elijah came to the people and he said to them, how long, that's verse 21. How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord, that is, if Yahweh is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. Here's the kicker of the text to me. But the people did not answer a word. These are God's people. These are his chosen people. They didn't have an answer. 
he challenges them. If Baal is God, then follow him. If, if Yahweh is God, then follow him. And Elijah puts this challenge before them because they have been faltering. They've been wavering. They've been going back and forth too long. It's time to make a decision. Who is going to be God in your life? Can I talk to us this morning? We've got to stop wavering and waffling between opinions because the people are watching you and they're trying to figure out, well, who is really God? I mean, you said you worship Jesus, but then again, I saw you over here doing that. I mean, you know, you said the Lord, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. I heard you singing the hymns and, and I saw you raising your hands and all that in church. But then when you got in trouble, you didn't call on that same living, powerful God. You were doing other stuff. So people are watching. And so the time is now, help me, God. The time is now that you answer the question, who is God? And the challenge is, is there, answer the question. He said, you can't keep haltering. You can't keep straddling the fence. How long are you going to straddle the fence? He says, if, if Yahweh is God, then follow him in every aspect of your life. Trust him for everything. He is the God of creation. He's the one who brought everything into existence. Follow him. But if he's not God. If your choice, if your answer to the question that Baal or whatever other idol God that you've been putting ahead of him is God, then give all of your attention to him and stop pretending on Sunday that you really love the Lord. Answer the question is what Elijah says. And the people did not answer a word. They were silent. They were non-committed. They were (laughs) flaky lukewarm, unsure. They didn't, know, they didn't know how to answer that question. And I kind of get the sense that that might be happening right about now. Oh, no, pastor. I am committed to Jesus and Jesus alone. In everything, the people did not answer a word. That's scary. When the people whom God has chosen can't even give an answer whether or not he is the real God or not. Whether or not they're going to follow him in every aspect of their life or not. That's, that's kind of scary. And I believe that the church of today needs the same challenge put before them to answer the question, who is God to you? Who is your God? Is it Baal or is it the gods of this world or is it the king of kings? And Lord of Lords. Is it Yahweh? Is is he the almighty God that we say that he is? Is he the one who is the creator of our very being? Is he the one who breathed life into us and made us living? Is he the one in whom he came and gave his life so that we could have a, a reunion with him in glory? Is he really that God who cares about us, who will take care of all of our needs? Not according to the economy or not according to the feds raising the rates or not raising the rates. Not according to wars in Russia, but according to his riches in glory. Is he that God? If he is, follow him. If he's not, follow whoever you believe he is. I just, I believe it's time for the church to answer the question. So the challenge to the people to answer the question is in your text here. 
And we need to answer that. Who is really God? But then secondly, there's a challenge to see which God will answer, which is the meat of the text. The meat of the text is when Elijah presents this challenge for them. And he says, now, okay, here's how it's going to work. We're going to find out who really is God. Y'all Baal worshipers, it's 450 prophets, and, and, and you, you, you Baal worshipers, y'all believe that, that that's God. And, and even you Israelites who have begun to follow this whole foolishness, y'all believe that he is God. And, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have a showdown. Okay, so, so, and there's only a few steps to the challenge that he lays out. He says, okay, what we're going to do, we're going to choose a sacrifice. Okay, so here we go. Choose a sacrifice. And, and what we're going to sacrifice? Find out something. Let's see. What are you willing to sacrifice to, to see who is God? <laughs> what, are you, what are you willing to, to choose? So he says, choose a sacrifice. And he says, now, for, for you and I, what, what do you want to sacrifice? What do you want to put on the altar to, to see if the fire will fall on it? My God. Are you willing to put your marriage on that altar? See if God is God. Is he really the God of reconciliation? Mm. Am I willing to to put myself on the altar? Am I willing to allow God to set me on fire? Do do I trust him that much that, that he'll... He'll send fire down and set me ablaze. But, but, but am I willing to put it on the altar? Am I willing to put my family on the altar? Am I willing to put my church on the altar? What are we willing to put on the altar to see if God is who he says he is? Choose, choose a sacrifice. That's what Elijah says. He says, look, go get two bulls. We're going, and I'm going to let y'all choose. choose which one you want. I like Elijah. He cool. He is cool with this. This is cool cool version. This is my version. Elijah chilling. So he lay back. All right, we got two bulls. Y'all choose whichever one. Because you know, Baal might not have as much fire as our God, so you can choose a smaller one if you want to. Whichever one you want, choose that one. He just cool. He chilling. And then he says, look, he says, um, okay, this is what we're going to do. Choose him, um, you know, put him on the altar. Don't put any fire under it. In other words, don't assist your God to accomplish this task. You don't get to alley-oop your God. In fact, if you need to alley-oop your God, he ain't a God. I'm preaching right now. If you've got to help your God to accomplish little teeny stuff in your life, then he's not a God at all. So Elijah says, don't put any fire underneath it. Lay your thing, lay, lay it on the altar. Figure out what you're going to choose. Choose your, then he says, okay, prepare the sacrifice. Prepare it. Get it ready. He says, cut it in pieces. That's preparation. Cut it in pieces, then put it on the altar. So look, you got, you got to prepare the sacrifice. <laughs> you got to ask yourself, is the sacrifice prepared for the fire to fall? Oh, my God. If you are the sacrifice, are you ready for the fire to fall? To continue our journey, tune in next week for the second half of today's message. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church. 
under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.